Boom, the hard stop. <laughs> I still, I never hear that song until we're here, and it's been a month. I know. So many people ask me about where they can get that. Dicks but, uh, out for Harambe. Uh, it's unreleased, so um, start a GoFundMe, and whoever wins, uh, maybe I'll give you the link to it. But uh, what's up, guys? <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Deviant Gentleman Podcast. My name's Shane Vitko. Alongside my co-host, Mr. Uncle Tommy Vexed. Hey guys, it's your favorite uncle. What's going on? <laughs> and uh, it's been a minute, man. We it's been about a month. We uh, you know, life happens to get in the way once in a while. And yeah, you uh, bought you bought a house. Yeah, man, I bought a house in Texas, yeah. and uh, I'll be leaving the greater Los Angeles area um, yeah. within you know a month or so. So I'm looking forward to that. That's and, good. Um, That's good. Yeah, man. Staying busy. I'm I'm two songs away from being finished with the the, the album. All right. so that's and what exciting. are you guys planning on releasing that like? Uh... Oh, we're gonna be doing a live stream performance on Patreon. So that's I think that's we had a meeting about it on uh, yesterday, no Friday, and uh, it's gonna come out on Black Friday, I think. And so we're gonna do like a big Bad Wolves concert and live stream concert with. Original songs and then a bunch of the covers that we did that are on the Patreon. So right, right. Should be killed. So were the covers gonna go on the new album also? No, no, the, that's a separate thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So how do you feel about the new album? It's good. Killing it. Yeah, it. It's. I've never had this much time to work on music because of COVID. So right. like, it was a. We wrote way too much music. Like at the end of this year, I'll probably have written and recorded or worked on forty six songs. And then and wrote a book, and I'm like, I my brain is just like, yeah, yeah. Um, this well, is my salvation. Sticking to tradition of the Deviant Gentleman podcast, we have what some would consider a controversial guest. Indeed. Um, uh, today we have uh, Mexican American, um, a gentleman who happens to be gay, uh, right wing conspiracy theorist, yes. uh, Mister Edward Rami. Hey guys, what's up? Good what's to see you, man. Thanks for coming down. Thanks for having me. We got uh, we got Edward here, and we've been trying to get you yeah, out here and since Samantha. I, and Samantha. Yeah. yeah, but she's in Hawaii, so I know. But we've been Insta friends since this whole madness started. Yeah. So and you have like the best stories. Like you, you you're really good with your soundtrack. Like every time that's because I'm a musician, so I DJ. I'm like, I'm like ooh, like like when you put corn, like the what the fuck? Like, oh what yeah. The fuck? <laughs> no, the still the best is when you pick like clown music. Oh, the clown! It's like, so good. I'm a clown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like little kids clown music playing every time. It's like a because it's like you. Ha- there has to be. It's like we were talking earlier. Um, Bobby Take Naps, who's who's been on the show. It's like they, ne- you know, we try to keep it light. Yeah. You know, shout yeah. out Bobby they Sauce. S- they say that like, what what is it like? Uh, uh, the left can't meme. They can't. Because they, they got no sense of humor. No, it's not. That's nothing's like the, funny to yeah, them. Yeah, the, their response is no. You are. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like sick, yeah, sick burn, dude. Like, oh, sick, bro. You're um, a racist. What? <laughs> so you are a uh, uh, a gay man that is an open conservative, one hundred percent Trump supporter. Period. Yeah. 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 I. Um. I mean, I've never really like loved loved Trump. I feel like I in twenty sixteen, I actually I did voted against him technically. I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton either. I voted for. Gary Johnson, the libertarian, because <laughs> I didn't know, Makes like, sense. I wasn't, like, really political, and, you know, I just... I Is just that the first time you would ever voted? Yeah, I think that's technically the first time, yeah. How old are you? I th- I'm 24, and I, uh, at the time I was 20, right? Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's how that works. 19, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I wasn't really political, but I just kept hearing, you know, Hillary was corrupt, and then, obviously, like, I got really defensive over Trump making the statements about the Hispanic thing, and um, I didn't really look into, you know, politics. And then it wasn't until like a few years later and I just started to see the effects he was having. And it, like I just started hearing about the numbers and how well the Hispanic community was doing. And then um, I started listening to like people on the right. And then I just got another perspective. And yeah. I just, so would you I say in the beginning when you voted in 2000 and 2016, it was mainly the media that's that 
influenced you to vote the way you did. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like mm. not just mainstream media, it was like Instagram. It was like my friends, you know, like everyone would like fuck Donald Trump. Like the song was like playing again and again. Right. You know what I mean? So I and so this is interesting to me um, because I we, I think a lot of people had the similar experiences that you, we were kind of taught that Trump was Hitler. Yeah, right off the bat, you know, and then. We've had, you know, we've had guests on the show, and I and I've I've had friends who who have had this argument that I'm sure that you've had uh, about Trump being anti-gay, mm-hmm. which I haven't been able to find anything that constitutes anything remotely that he's ever said or any policy he's ever held. Uh, so, you know, what do you like? What is your take? Like, what's the conversation that you have with people uh, in surrounding that? I don't know, I, I, I yeah. guess propaganda. What I've noticed is like the left will take one example and blow it out of proportion and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And I feel like the one that they used the most was the military ban because it was like the trans military you know, ban. Right. And so I think that kind of like impacted the LGBT community. But it wasn't until recently, I think it was September 4th was the newest updated policy. It's specifically targeted for people with gender dysphoria. So it's if you're trans, like if you've had a transition, you can still technically like enlist into the military. Mm -hmm. You just need to fill out a waiver. But there really isn't much like other than that, there isn't any like profound thing that Trump's done to like hurt the LGBT community. And I I made a video about this like the other day. I don't know if you I think actually you you five. Yeah, the five reasons. And one of the biggest ones is that the LGBT community has um, non-discrimination protections in the workplace now. Like, you cannot be fired for the basis of your gender identity or your sexual orientation. And so that's, like, a huge thing. And and I feel like we heard... Nobody knows about it. Nobody knows about it. I know gay people that don't know about it. Well, I'll tell you what Mm -hmm. I didn't know about until you posted it, too, was that he elected, what, the first gay cabinet member? Richard Grinnell, yeah. And Mm -hmm. then what's the other guy? Um, I don't know his name at the top of my head, but he is a, also like a really high. He has a high right. position. That's in, he. I think he, that's been recent. Too, yes, that's right? recent. Uh, 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 yeah. Maybe uh, uh, what is it? The, what's the the people at the airport that NSA? Maybe yeah. um, I think yes. Huh? Yeah, TSA, TSA, yeah, I think it has something to do with national security or something. Yeah, well, Richard Grinnell is head of national oh, oh, security. Okay, okay. Yeah, and the other one, uh, I can't remember at right now. Right. We're gonna have to Google or maybe. But I mean, the, you know, and he's like yeah. a young looking guy. You know, yeah. what I mean? he's not old either, and no. it's like. Yeah, and it's not done out of pity either. It's like you have to be good at these jobs. You don't mm-hmm. just get a pity job doing something like that. Yeah, you know, right. to just kind of go like, oh, let me see. Unless you're in the Biden family. <laughs> 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 like, oh, you want to run this oil company? Like, oh, no crack, one. no problem. There's ten, ten million dollars. So don't worry about it. If this is a drinking we, game, there's number one. So, yeah. <laughs> are we going to be censored if we touch on Biden? Like, no, no, like, okay, we, we already yeah, are. We already anyways. are censored. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, but so. Um, I'm curious because I, I, what I find is that you have a lot of backing to prove that Trump is pro-LGBTQ. So what is the backing where it, it makes it seem like Trump is this Hitler, racist, anti-gay, all this stuff? Where, where is the footing to stand on on that argument? Because I feel like that's a big argument amongst uh, uh, like, are people just listening to their friends? Where do you think the bias comes from for these people to stand on that footing? I feel like, again, it's just the media blowing it out of proportion. Like, for example, um, there was this big controversy back in June when the, the media claimed that Trump pulled away uh, trans rights for health care, which right. n- didn't technically happen. They never had uh, health care to begin with. Well, technically, like, everyone is protected. Un- to You know, we c- we're all entitled to health care mm-hmm. as long as we go as our biological sex. But the thing is, Hmm. Obama tried to change the Affordable Care Act to include gender identity so people could walk in and just say, I'm I'm this gender and you have to treat me as so. And so they tried to make it seem like Trump pulled that right away, but the rights never existed. What he did was he just passed on the provision. And so they blew that story out of proportion. Mm -hmm. And so if you ask the LGBT left community what they know about Trump, they're they're gonna talk about that example. But a lot of them don't know about the LGBT right rights protections like for the workplace which happened literally i think it was like the same week but totally different coverage so when it was like you know passing on the trans rights the media like ate it up and then when it came to the work discrimination rights like it literally just i mean it was covered but you know what i mean like people don't pay attention to the positive news as much as they do like the drama the drama the, yeah. drama, yeah. the yeah. negative news yeah it's almost it's almost like the media is it's like reality TV. They just like they've learned how to take circumstances and spin them 
to get everybody to emotionally react and it's, so it's not really uh I, that's not really journalism it's just like creative well, storytelling i think, <laughs> like, I think they it's lobbying yeah know? basically because i think they've tapped into like human psychology i think they understand that we are more likely to consume something focus on something if we're under attack if we feel fearful and i think that's why they come up with these inflammatory headlines because that's what we're more, most likely to pay attention to you know but if it's like and some engage, positive and news, engage with too because now now yeah. because of, of online there's an engagement you used to watch the news and then it would affect you how you behave in the real world but now things that affect you you engage with them online and so you buy like it's 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 consumerism too it's like they create a, a fear market where people get reactions and like you know you know biden was like americans don't panic i'm like i couldn't get eggs or toilet paper for four fucking weeks i had to eat <laughs> I, was living, I was living in venice i had to eat fucking duck eggs bro like literally are you joking? yeah yo cuz i'm like i'm like yo i eat like i eat four eggs a day and i'm and and i was like all right, i'm like what is this it's like a, how are duck eggs they're 20 dollars a carton bro like what yeah they're delicious but it's <laughs> Wow. But I'm just giving you an example of <laughs> yeah. like, you know, hysteria. I took no, I more went. showers in the first month of the pandemic, like, because I had no toilet paper. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, everybody just, Americans don't panic. I'm like, okay. And I went from going down to Skid Row to cop heroin looking for fucking toilet paper. Yo, anyone get that two for four special? What's going on? Right, yeah. like the 99 cent rolls. You're like, yo, I'll give you $10 Sweet. for that. <laughs> and it's, it's ridiculous, man. Um, so <laughs> I think that. The way so when I watch your stories on Instagram, because I think like uh, in social media at times, there's people that just whatever, you know, uh, stimulates them. And then there's some people where like I like to watch and kind of go like like when Tommy makes videos and shit, it's like mm -hmm. I'm listening because there's 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 facts behind it or not. But it still isn't just like like don't make your argument. Yeah, because haha, I said so. Fuck you. Like, huh? That's what are you eleven? You know right, what I'm saying? Like right. get so when you break yours down and the time that you put into these and everything, and I think uh, I'm not sure the the girl's name that you're always with. Uh, that you, Karina? Are you talking about Karina? Yeah, My yeah, friend Karina? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I watched some of her videos too, and it's like, I like that in your videos, like towards the in the beginning, a kind of the Floyd and and uh, George Floyd and the and the COVID thing was like you know. First of all, my condolences to his family and to him, and nobody deserves to die like that. The way that happened was wrong, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's get that out of the way, and, like, right. I'm not confused about that. However, don't turn this into a race thing. Don't let the media do this. If you look at the facts, and then you don't just go, there's facts that support this. You go, here's facts that support this, and here they are. And then you'll show the clip, or you'll show you right. know, the tweet. And I think that's pretty important. And do you think that through you doing that has people have people responded to that of like oh wow that's i actually didn't know that thank you for showing that yeah definitely i get dms like that all the time and i in the beginning i was really worried and i feel like conservatives have this there there's this misconception about conservatives that they're angry and like you know just very i don't know look like, like me right like just angry people but that, that's not the case i feel like we're just a little frustrated at like the hysteria and we just try to like you know come with the facts um, but do yeah, a don't lot. you think that that's strange? It's that, weird that conservatives are considered the angry <laughs> party. Let's, who we're have, mean? They think we're mean. But you know, wait, like, but the looting and the rioting and the murder and <laughs> uh, sorry, it's, no, it, I'm just like <laughs> it's it's true though. They're yeah. like, oh, conservatives are oh yeah, tough and, and I'm mean like, and cold, and yeah. it's like no, yeah. we're we're not. We're just more. They're more fact-based, you know, and and of course we provide our opinion. Like how you said, I start off with the facts, and then I, I'm okay to like you know, I'm entitled to my opinion, but I try to have like a, a foundation. So that's why I'll I'll include the clips. I include, you know, everything that I all the information that I can gather. I put it together and I just give my opinion. And I'm very transparent about that. I'm like, you know what, I I give a lot of my opinion, but so you know who doesn't? You know, you, you're allowed to give your opinion. Yeah. But I I definitely I I think I've gotten a good response so far. I think a lot of people. I really appreciate the clips, at least, or appreciate you know not just me, but providing some right. some sort of evidence. And I, do you think like there's a I feel and so for me personally, like obviously I'm already solidified in my industry, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, and you're killing it. I'm just doing. <laughs> listen, I don't. I'm a humble brag. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm all right. You know, uh, we're doing okay. The sixth single just broke top keep ten. Going, keep anyway. going. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, you know, so so. 
you know, a lot of a lot of you guys, like a lot of the, I I view you as a, an independent journalist. I view a lot of these Instagram people. Maybe no one's ever told you this, but you guys are actually amateur independent journalists. You're researchers. You're you care about providing your audience or just people in general with information so that they're empowered. And, you know, ha is there room in the future moving forward for an a new genre of media that is based solely off independent journalists? You know, have you and have you ever like have you ever thought about going to college for for journalism or anything like that? No, I haven't thought about going to college for journalism. And it's funny you say that because I've never considered myself like to be a journalist or anything. It wasn't until people started reposting me and sharing me, and I see like what they write about me, and they're like, oh, you know, follow Edward because he like he's the a journalist with integrity. I'm like, what? I'm just like you know making videos. Like I never thought of you know thought of it that way. I'm losing my train of thought here. Um, what was your question? I was gonna. Oh, would you go to school to become a no, journalist? No, no, no. Before that, there was something else. Oh, is there room for? What do you oh, think about right, the right. future the, of this? So, it, yeah, um, I do believe that independent journalists could gain traction, but what's stopping and preventing it is the censorship Big on tech. Instagram. Yeah, like I feel like all the conservatives that we're, we kind of follow, you know, the ones that we we see, I think they would be much bigger if it wasn't for the shadow banning. Yeah, if it yeah. wasn't for the censorship. So yeah, I do feel like I mean, my profile, I have two hundred and five thousand followers. Right, my engagement is equal to people with around five to eight million followers. So if you look at people, celebrities with five to eight million followers, and you see the comment section, it's very similar to mine. Yeah, I don't so get how that works. Well, they disable you know, my follow button. Well, you know, it's funny, really? too. Yeah, you have to hit it like 10 times and to be able to follow me. So it's I, crazy. I, I went to uh, your page because he sent me the link of your page in my DM on my personal page. So I went to it and followed it. I went to Deviant Gentleman page because I wanted to put that you were going to be on. I went to search and put in your name over and over together, separated, and it's not even on the list. Did, I just, get, did I just get shadow banned? Either that or because I did it from the Deviant Gentleman page, which may or may not be shadow banned, it no, wouldn't I'll come page, up. I'll page a shadow ban. I can't even find the podcast, and I'm on it. Right. In, through Instagram. So, our podcast yeah. got uh, copyright infringed for playing the beginning of a Bad Wolves intro in the beginning. And it's yeah. like, hey, man, did you get the fucking memo? You know? Yeah. But uh, that was a fun email from my lawyer. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> Wait, so when did when did you search me exactly? When was it? Like? Uh, I I think this morning. Okay, this morning. Yeah. Cause last night I just got another notification that I might get deleted because I posted that about COVID, um, and I think I think I literally just got shadow banned. That's why I'm asking. Cause I just got that notification mm. and I haven't got one in a long time. I mean, it was there because then I went back to my regular page and clicked on it and like, it was still there. And I was like, this is strange. And then I just didn't have time to go. Cause I had to take a shit. And go. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's getting the, the clampdown is getting worse. I mean, I don't know. If, a lot of people don't understand why the social media companies are doing this. And the reason is uh, from what the, the research that I've done, and the way that it's been explained to me, again, yeah. not a conspiracy. What is it? <laughs> there is there is a vested interest in big tech removing Trump. And this is why. Trump and the conservatives want social media to be classified and categorized as utility companies. And a utility company, gas, electric, water, in, this, in the United States, there are laws that... You can't have your gas shut off, your water, your electricity, right. your means of surviving and being alive if you're a Nazi, if you're a Black Panther, if you're, you know, a, a, a Muslim extremist, like whatever, it, whatever it is, like they can't discriminate you for being gay or trans or black or that, whatever it is. So that's there's a law. No person can be refused services because it you can't. It's a utility company. You need. You know, businesses who don't have electricity and don't have water that don't they can't be in business yeah. so during the obama administration they granted amnesty to these social platforms and google and search engines and yahoo and all this stuff because and it gave them free reign so basically the democrats made a a very pivotal chess move to put big tech on their side because they know that big tech has so much media influence over elections. 
And so big tech doesn't want to be turned into a utility company because think about it. If you have a business, you have to have Facebook. You have to have Instagram. You, you can't if you if you date people, you have to have social media. A lot of these dating apps go right to your Instagram. Yeah. You know, if you're in politics, you have to be able to have Twitter. Yeah. So these these companies have grown so massive and they're so ingrained in globalized social culture that you can't be relevant if you don't engage with them. So therefore, they are not they cannot exist as a privatized company. They have to be a utility. They don't want this because then they lose political control. If everyone's allowed to say whatever they want, then the then it goes back to the wild, wild west internet yeah. where it's unregulated and what goes viral is what people want. Mm -hmm. And they don't want that because yeah. then they don't have control. So anyway, Tommy Bex. Um, have, you, have, <laughs> have you seen, did you watch The Social Dilemma? I, I did, think that touches yeah. on a lot of that stuff too. Yeah, so good. Heavy. But yeah. before we move on Heavy. from the, I think that's, that's I, I, and it's crazy because it's like I never looked at it like that about the, uh, uh, yeah, you kind of just like entrepreneurial. Oh, you guys are uh, screwed up now. Like, I'm like, well, wait, mic <laughs> drop like, makes whoa. sense because it's true. Because like, I don't have regular cable. I refuse to watch the regular news. Um, mm -hmm. I, I don't really feed into arguments on Facebook. I literally most of my info that I get is through Instagram. Now, some could argue because I have friends that are you know very left leaning, and we will trade off screenshots of what comes up in my feed and what comes up in their feed. They're not following DC Drano. They're not following these things. So mm. I get it that it's going to be different. But what I know is that from watching people like you, watching people like Tommy, watching these people, that's where I'm getting my information from. So mm -hmm. in a way, it is becoming this underground news source it's for people that it's, it's really the underground a, it's, railroad it's of it's yeah, it's, it's like, the so you know it's the, the punk it's the, <laughs> it's the punk rock of fucking news outlets yeah, right now. Like, no. You know? no, it's true. I mean, like that's a, that's one thing I talked about the other day. Um, I was like, it is so strange to me that the people who believe that they are the resistance have the same ideas and ideologies as a political party, the mass, the mainstream media, A-list celebrities, A-list celebrities, the Hollywood elite, uh, big tech, uh, and the list goes on. I mean, it's a laundry list. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's just a laundry list. I'm like, this, you're somehow, like I, I, that's what I look at. I see, I see people who are vehement leftists, like, and I'm not talking about. Anybody in the middle or left leaning? I'm talking about all the way far left. Right. These people who are doing things like burning down cities, robbing and looting, killing people in the name of. But do you know why? Are, but kids. they think that they think that they're the resistance, and I'm like, dude, you guys are the stormtroopers right. of the empire. Mm -hmm. You don't realize this because you've been so emotionally manipulated. You don't realize how how easily yeah. you were corrupted. Yeah, the left is great at marketing, and they've marketed this idea that they're a part of the fight. And that's what they believe. Like, that's what the left intentionally did with BLM. Like, they made it seem like you need to stand up. Like, you're a part of the resistance, which really they're not because they're just the mainstream. But it's the way they marketed it. Like, they did a really good job. Well, I also don't think I, this is another thing. I think big tech colludes with that ideology to make it look like I don't think it's mainstream anymore. I think it is, I think that this radicalism is a severe, is, is a shrinking majority. And I think over the course of 2020, nice. anybody that, that, like, I'm seeing anyone, I, so many people have turned. So many. Yeah. And, like, my attitude, my anxiety from six months ago about how this was going to go has severely changed. To I, I'm currently 100% sure that the only way that Joe Biden is going to win the election is if they rig the, the ballots. Election. Yeah, that's the only way. Same, 100%. Because there's, yeah. no, there's no support for him. I mean, you're 100% voting for Kamala Harris if you if you vote that way. Like, this guy is on death's door. Yeah. I watched it. And she's a, she is a nightmare. Yeah. Think about if you've ever been arrested and you want to make a DA the president of the United States. <laughs> True. Um, I, I watched Tucker Carlson. He made a really good point. He said, like, he he's just waking people up. I feel like T Tucker mm -hmm. Carlson's so good. He'll tell, you know, he was saying the media tries to tell you that Biden is leading in the polls. But just look around. Just open your eyes. Like, think about your, you know, just com use your common sense. Do you see any Biden rallies? Do you see people, like, jumping up and down for Biden? Do you see any, like, 
heavy like signs, sat, you know, saturated neighborhoods with signs. No, like we don't see it. We see you know. we see Trump supporters like crazy. We see the big rallies. So it's like we don't need polls to tell us what's what's going on. Like we can see what's happening. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one of you posted you the see thing. This the, the, there's so many conflicting things with that too. You see, like Trump's doing rallies and there's thousands and thousands yeah. of people, right? And then at, and uh, and again, this goes back to COVID. You know, Sean Faust did a complete U.S. tour of church service, church protest, worship protest. The highest number, I think there were 40,000 people in D.C. They contact traced everyone. They, there was not one case of COVID after a month-long tour. And so I follow this stuff because obviously it affects my industry. Of like, course. dude, there's, there's a million people laid off just sitting around, you know, who could be working. And so there is, you know, Trump... Trump's rallies, what Tucker Carlson is talking about, is poking holes in so much shit that is considered a conspiracy. This guy is doing what he's doing. Look how many people are getting behind it. Look how many people have exited the left, right? And then look how many people are congregating without consequence. Mm -hmm. So it's very clear that this lockdown has the lockdown mentality and this all this stuff has been extended mm -hmm. not for they don't care about public health they don't care at all they don't care at all you no. know before we move on i have a, a quick i guess two-part question because i'm curious to know um have you had any backlash from straight male conservatives conservatives uh that say because you're gay, no. anything like that. Not Everything's one. been love and, and welcome. May I'm gonna not maybe I I might have seen a comment like on a TikTok or something, like but I I can't even remember. Like right. it's not a thing. Like that's the th like what's what's very crazy is like people the LGBT left will comment and say like why do you support the site? They don't even like you. Like you're this. I've literally been called a faggot like three times, and it was always from the LGBT left. It was never from a conservative. It was never. It was literally from them. Like, yeah, and that's that was the second part is that uh, of the LGBTQ community, have there been death threats and you know a lot of mean-hearted things? Yeah, they're mean. To you? Yeah, they're really yeah. mean. Like when I first started, um, when I first imagine started that's what it takes. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Well, dude, the the thing that when the marker video came mind. out, the only listen, I'm gonna. This is the crazy thing. The only time in my adult life, the only time I've ever been called a nigger was when is, we first met. is by a leftist. No, it's by it's by people who were mad that I broke down Black Lives Matter. Right. And then once it was on World Star Hip Hop and it you know went viral. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you're a nigger, you're a coon. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, all right. You're on. Yeah. You, you and I'm not even going to yeah. say you and word. You're on the side of racism. It's like, yeah, yeah. And this was, yeah. this was other black people saying it to you. Yeah. 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 I'm like, Imagine that. Fucking, I'm the, like, okay. Well, uh, I, I don't You know, and, and that's the thing. Again, like, you're just blind. like, yeah, they're blind to the racism. When it's like people who are like white people calling other white people racist. You see what happened with Kelly Osmond we were talking about. <laughs> and <laughs> it's actually <laughs> funny. Like when you see it, like you can't help but laugh. It's funny. I mean you want to tell the story? It's like yeah, it's like Kelly, so great. Well this was actually a resurfaced video. Did you know it was actually from a while back? Yeah, yeah, on yeah. the view, yeah. Yeah. So she was on the view and she like She's asked about, um, dang, what, what did they ask her exactly? Do you remember what they... Um, Rosie Perez, they were talking about um, Trump's using verbiage. And it goes back to the coyote thing. We'll get back on that. Yeah. 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 But because people don't understand that that's a literal term for someone who's a who's <laughs> a, a, a smuggler a human trafficker. <laughs> and so she, they were saying that that's a racist term. And then Kelly Osborne. Think she comes in with all her like virtual superiority passion. and passion. <laughs> and she's like, if you kick all the Latinos out of America, who's gonna clean your toilets, yeah. Trump? <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> and the whole crowd just was like, uh, no, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, you talk about like the funny thing is these terms like white privilege, who enjoys white privilege? These leftist liberals. Yeah, these yeah. liberals yeah. who like I mean, look, I like Kelly Osborne, your dad is a legend. Her father's Ozzy Osborne. This guy, 
He invented heavy metal, as far as I'm concerned. Black Sabbath invented heavy metal. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her dad, like the music that he made. And I'm like, you have, you were born into a golden parachute so vast that your feet would never touch the ground. You got famous as a teenager on an MTV show. Your mother put you on The View. Like, you don't have to work. Right. You You're know? making a good point. I think I heard one time somebody said that the reason the Hollywood elite are so into all these virtue signaling things is because they feel guilty about their life. You know, yes. like they grew it's up. It's a projection. It's a projection. Like, they grew up, you know, sometimes in harsh, you know, conditions. And then they got all this fame. They got all this, you know, money. And they just they think they have to pay it back some way. And so they just jump on whatever bandwagon. It's not that they're actually connected to whatever's going on, but they just like, it, I gotta donate or I gotta like do my part. You know what I mean? Like, the Well, it's like this delusional ideology called that. And I've heard this term, the trauma of privilege. And so Ooh, I've been, that's a good one. yeah, I've been, I've, I'm a, uh, Shane and I have been sober. I've, I've been sober 11 years. Wow. I, was, I was a sober coach and a, a, a sober companion to some of these to some elite people and their children and a lot of these people uh because they are born into so much wealth like i got these jobs because i was a, i was hood i was street and i don't put up with i don't tolerate this so people would come in there and have me like freak out on their kids and be like you're gonna go like this we'll go to rehab get in the car get in the van tommy and comes like, in and this guy's straight yeah like basically it was like that but not as you know but has with, him combing his chest hair and shit yeah yeah so but but a lot of the trauma of privilege is because these people their entire experience of reality is through was through tv and the computer yeah. so they don't actually understand what it's like to be uh, proletariats, yeah. they they are the bourgeoisie, mm -hmm. and they are advocating for more of, bourge of the bourgeoisie, yeah. and they're promoting Marxism, but they're on the the antithesis. They're on the on the enemy side of Marxism. So people need to understand that this is what's what's kind of being propagated by the media and by the Hollywood elites. The people who want to stay in power are going to mentally and emotionally try to manipulate and shame you into voting into a position that keeps them powerful. Mm -hmm. They don't want to come down. They don't want to be like the rest of us. They want to tell us how we should think and feel without consequence because they don't even know who they are. That's you know? I, I think you made a good point too. You made a point, uh, a post about LeBron and something oh, yeah. that he posted uh, like out of feeling and out of emotion and every time, <laughs> everywhere, anytime a black man walks outside, he's being hunted. And it's like, dude, that's strong words. Like yeah. I get that you're upset about what happened, but and the way you break it down of like take a moment to step back and just think about this before because of how much influence you have over what you're about to post and who's going to read that. And yeah. I'm I'm wondering. How much influence does that really take a part in? Like, do do that many people look at something like that and go, because this is my hero, because this yes. is my idol, yeah, yeah. this yes. is believe. how I vote? Yeah, now? and still, I try to give people, I try to give them the benefit benefit of the doubt. Like, I don't want to. Like, I think I try to take the approach of not like instead of attacking them. And right, being you're like, never you guys are you're never malicious. That's I, what I, I try I've really hard to keep that up because I feel like it's just they're they're ill informed or they're running on fear, and so I just try to like make you know I try to just be rational with them. But I feel like LeBron definitely is impacting the black community because I'll, I've had like debates with people, and you know they tell me they refer to LeBron and they, like literally they look up to him and everything that you know people like him say they take at face value you know because they're used to But LeBron James also is like getting into Malcolm X supposedly but and he doesn't yeah he obviously hasn't read any of right, the literature I, yeah. because Malcolm X is one of his biggest points has always been don't trust liberals That's what uh, yeah You know what I mean yeah. like and then and the other thing that a lot of people don't realize Financial literacy is, is such a an, a an important part of being successful that we're not taught in America. We're not taught in the public education system. We're not not even in the yeah. private education system. It's almost like your family is responsible to teach you this. So and then that whole mentality is like you can't get successful unless somebody unless you find someone successful to teach you how to be successful. Yeah. And that was my story. Uh, but when people don't know how to so when I see someone say something, the first thing that I check is their motives. Mm -hmm. LeBron James is contracted by the NBA, but more so he's paid by Nike. 
And what people don't realize is Nike is owned by China. Mm. Everything gets made there. It may be a U.S. company. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it might. I think they might have moved to Ireland for tax breaks. But whatever the case may be, you can't. It's just the same way as an actor can't say like we were talking about this. We have friends who are who are conservative who are actors who can't be seen at a Trump rally. Mm-hmm. They can't say what they want to say because they will be. They will. Their livelihood will be destroyed because we don't have the First Amendment anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, in the same effect, LeBron James. For all, exa- for all intents and purposes, is a political pawn. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to stop making, like, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. And, like, it's a, it's like, I don't need another brother who's who's got hundreds of millions of dollars to take a knee and tell me that I'm being hunted. I fit the description. I look like I just got out of jail. I have tons of friends who are cops, tons of friends who are in the military. I know... All people of all races, all colors. I travel all over the world. I'm from New York City. I've lived in LA for 14 years. So it's very, it's a spit in my face because I'm like a lot of people don't know this about me. I'm a crack baby. My mother was a crackhead. She abandoned me and I got adopted into a family, into an alcoholic family, into into more poverty. And I still figured out how to make it in America. This is the only country where we're able to skip class systems based on the integrity of our work ethic. Mm -hmm. And I busted my ass for 20 years, and now I'm a rock star on a podcast. And that's why I have a serious problem with this ideology Mm -hmm. of self-victimization. You do not have to be a victim. Mm -hmm. You do not have to be a victim. That is a decision. And most people who choose to be victims have never truly been victimized. Mm-hmm. I've almost been killed twice, once in gang violence and once during a home invasion. And I was legally dead and I had to be resuscitated. And once somebody else has the power of almost taking your life, you never want to be a victim ever again. Wow, you're hitting Pe- on major points. People it's, are comfortable yeah. in fucking self-pityville, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I was going to say, it's always the ones that went through struggle that are like, you know, they're not the victims. Like, they they always have, like, the toughest, you know, stamina and, like, energy. And it's always, like, the privileged ones that find themselves to be victimized. Like, that is, that's a really good point you made. And that's wow. both our story of, like, yeah. you know, really? like, it, we had the, you know, I was strung out shooting heroin and, like, I'm an ex-convict. Wow. And, like, on paper, I don't stand a chance. Like, what's the best I got? Maybe I'll work for a construction company and hope to be a yeah. laborer the rest of my no, life. I was going to ask, or, yeah. let me, why not me? Why not me? Why not you? Like, you know what I mean? Why why can't I be the next journalist? Why can't I do a podcast unless I try? You so know? if you guys were young, right, and knowing how you grew up, if you heard LeBron's message as young kids and you took what he said, like, how would, wouldn't that victimize you more? Wouldn't that hurt that, that process of, like, you know, getting out of that mindset? Don't you feel like that would kind of set you back yeah. listening to someone like him? Yeah, I mean, I think just in general, being engulfed in the entire culture of people we're supposed to look up to, and we look up to these people because we deem them successful. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to take anything away. Dude, LeBron James is an impeccable athlete Mm -hmm. and with impeccable work ethic. And he is where he is because of that, right? And I don't, but my experience is that that's not in spite of his blackness mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with it he's the king james because he's a fucking king he is he's already because, proven it yeah like, because he did the work yeah so if you have had that life experience why would you steal those principles from your followers i t- go like i tell people on stage i'm like whatever it is that you do yo find what you love and fucking let it fuck you in the ass like like get with it like you know what i mean whatever Woo. the fuck it is, i know but like listen life is gonna fuck you anyway so you might as well get fucked over by something you love like it's been i love music it i've spent years of life in poverty chasing my dreams and not knowing whether it was gonna happen or not but guess what i got character out of it and you can't buy character a lot of people in LA and a lot of people in Hollywood 
they want to be characters, but they don't have any character. Mm. You know? I think about damn, that was deep. It was. That's a fucking, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> that right? so yeah, we've been that's we've been offered two. I'm like, here we go, right. boys. And it's, and it's sad because they'll they'll push down the ones that are spreading that message, like Kanye. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And you posted they that suppress I, him. Yeah, they suppress him, or they make him out to seem like he's mentally ill, whatever. Like they'll just cling onto that narrative, even though he's pushing a really good message. Mm-hmm. You know, and even if he is mentally ill, what an example of a of a person even who is so. African American so. from an urban area in Chicago who came up with nothing and had mental illness and still managed to marry the most famous chick in the world, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm gonna be real nice <laughs> and and like and and you know become an an arena amphitheater sellout artist. You know yeah. the other thing that boggles me too is if America is so racist. Why is it that the rappers are the richest genre of music? And like, the most, yeah. the black community, I feel in America is the most influential community, minority yeah. community. Like they are dominating culture. Like I, I grew up like on, you know, everything that has to do with black community and their culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I'm a part of it and I feel like we all are. And yet the narrative is like that they're oppressed or that, you know, that it's the victim, you know, mentality with them. But it's but that's it's, part of that's part of a Marxist agenda. Yeah, there is a there is a concerted effort to the most beautiful thing about America is what's going on right now. Right. Is that a black guy and a white guy and a Hispanic guy, uh, you know, who's with his husband and hang out and we can sit here <laughs> yeah. and and we could come from completely different backgrounds at life and still sit down and be free to have a conversation about free to disagree po- about yeah, politics, yeah, free true. to disagree, free to agree, you know, go. I don't want to lose our multicultural our multiculturalism as a nation and. I feel like this Marxist agenda is basically trying to make our di- like highlight our differences. In recovery, there's a saying. It's like we seek to see the similarities and rather than seek Not to the see the differences. The media and the leftist agenda is basically constituting this ideology of separatism and how they're not like us and they're like look this at the and differences this. yeah and yeah, then the, you g- go ahead and they hide it because the left wants diversity in skin color and trans and all this stuff but they don't want diversity of thought that's the oh, thing no, no, no. so they'll, they'll they'll play the role of like oh look we're all different but it's like we all have to think the same but you know and the, everyone conservatives they don't really care they don't really focus on this they want to they care about the diversity of thought um, which is really funny to think about, you know. Well, that's it. diversity of thought and diversity of speech, diversity of yeah. culture is what it's like. It makes us better. Fuck, it makes us better. I think something too is that when people get famous or make it or have millions or have this huge following platform, there's no school that tells them to. You you no longer can kind of freely post like you did when you were. 15 and just kids from high school followed you like oh no what you say is gonna affect people now right like i'm the lowest skill of anything and when my facebook comes up of racial shit that i posted openly on my facebook page you know six years ago and i i'm mortified and i deleted immediately and go like how how is that how i thought right first of all but even still it's like you know i have a platform now where if I speak at a 12-step meeting that I attend, my goal is what am I saying to the newest person there that they go like, man, I stand a chance at this, right? Mm. So I feel like if people that had this much influence took a minute to step back and go, what I say right now, never mind what it's going to say to my friend who's the same age as me or someone I grew up with. What about the 10-year-old or 15-year-old kid that pays attention to me and has posters of me or my hats or my clothes? and how much of an impact this is going to have on him. Like, when I was a kid, it was hockey. If Wayne Gretzky, if there was social media back then, and Wayne Gretzky <laughs> and Wayne, and Wayne Gretzky posted something like that, uh, you know, that whatever he says, this guy was God to me, dude. Like, he could say, go eat dog shit right now. It'll make you play hockey better. I'm going in my yard and eating dog shit, right? That's how much influence <laughs> yeah, yeah. these guys have. So yes. where do we start to... I mean, does it does it just uh, is, is it being a human being? I mean, how do you learn? How do you think these people learn 
uh, how do I take a step back and realize what I'm about to say right now is going to be so have so much power to it and there's no erasing it whether you erase it or not 7,000 people already have screenshotted well, it and sent like, it to each other's DMs well yes yeah I mean what you're saying is that it's what always keeps people accountable is consequences mm -hmm. and what we have seen is the left have no consequences like Chelsea Handler is allowed to say oh I had to call 50 cent and remind him that he was black and he can't vote for Trump it's like Wait, wait, wait. It's ridiculous. Did this bitch just say like... It's okay. ridiculous. I'm like, wait a second. Wait a second. You mean to tell me that you're so entitled... Uh, and this is the thing that pisses me off the most about like w white liberals. The entitlement to tell a minority group how to think. Because we're so dumb... We can't think like we don't know. We're just I'm just sorry, massa. I'm just like isn't there dude, a group and it, like, like makes that me... called the KKK? Yeah, yeah. Also started by the Democrats. Instead of coming from <laughs> you know? a place of curiosity, where she's like, you know what? Let me have a conversation with Fifty Cent. Why don't we do like a Zoom call and so everyone and I can ask him, what are you thinking? Why are you doing this? You know. But instead, she comes with like, I know what's best for you, mm -hmm. so I need to you know tell Left, you how to think. The leftists use a lot of psychological domestic abuse mm -hmm. tactics on the mass like psychological abuse tactics on the masses that's what they do they fucking do bad things and then so, like they you know cnn stands outside of a riot that they they you know encouraged and that their bosses help fund mm -hmm. and they're like it's mostly peaceful <laughs> there's like it's a like fire you in beat the, back. the shit out of your <laughs> wife and you're like well she's not dead <laughs> like, the, uh, and like the rest of us with any common sense are just sitting here like what the fuck is going on and then you see people like the towns the township rebellion people being like yeah it is mostly peace and then michelle obama's like mostly peaceful protest if you look up the statistics i'm like it's ridiculous. Just by, just like the Democrats haven't learned. When you say, if you just look up the statistics, it's a fact. I'm like, that's not working for you guys. Joe Biden being like, just put on the tape of your website. We're like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, here he is. I mean, in the same debate, he lied. He starts out the debate we're like, oh yeah, we're gonna use fracking, and then yeah. at the end he's like, we're definitely gonna get rid of <laughs> yeah. fracking. I'm like, Joe, that was only forty minutes ago. What and are you it just doing? Slips right off Joe. your head, like they're yeah. just like whatever. They just because they it. have no integrity. Yeah, they have no absolute principles. no principles. Yeah. They have absolutely no intention of upholding any fucking promises that they make to anyone, and they expect smart people to go on this boat ride. It's like Noah's Ark, but the boat's on fire and the animals are all eating each other. You're like, come on, guys, it's safe. I'm like, mm, no, like, no. Yeah. I mean, it's become the age of it's yeah. not, it, don't ask questions. It is not cool to ask questions. Just follow me. Oh, yeah, you, you know? can't Follow me anything. into the fucking fire. I swear you won't get No burned. questions about COVID if you don't, if you don't want your yeah. account deleted. Like, literally, they'll, they'll ban you. But it's crazy. The left, they'll, they get to people through fear. I feel mm -hmm. like when they can get you to be fearful, they can control you because when your fear goes up, your logic goes down. And so that's why numbers don't really matter for anybody because they're scared. And so they're <sighs> and, you know, they're deeming themselves as a solution. So people are just blindly following because they're fearful. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Well, and, and then it's like, you know, I went to the VA and I needed uh, to get some dental work done and they won't drill unless you get a COVID test. I haven't got a COVID test this whole time. Me either. I have no choice. I need my tooth hurts, so I either pretend I'm in a third world country and have someone bash it out with a hammer, or I go get this fucking COVID test so that I can get what I need done, right? And it's the same thing with if you don't wear this mask, you cannot enter my facility. So it's like I either need to go into the bank or I have to spend have the time. It? Have you done it already? What? Did you get the test? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... yeah. And they stuck the thing in my nose, and I'm like, I hope they're not giving me fucking Ebola or something. You know, like, <laughs> I, I hope this lady, you know, has my best interest at heart. You know, it's like, dude, I, you know, I'm, I'm not for all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, 
you know, here's these things where it's, I'm not doing this out of fear. I'm doing this out of, you've given me no choice. I have have no choice but to do this and conform to your rules. Right. When I traveled to DC, I recently, recently went to Blexit. Um, everyone in there, have you guys traveled Uh, recently? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have. I'll I'll tell you how I've got through that. Creepy. Like, well, everything's empty. Everything's empty. And everybody's masked walking through the airports and you hear like the speaker in the background, like, make sure you maintain like your six feet distance and keep your masks on. It's creepy. Please it's like an episode of Black calm. Mirror. The What's, end has arrived. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, I'm like, we what cannot is going save on? you. You know, <laughs> I get a, I have a Belgian Malinois, which is pretty much like what the police use for for police dogs. And when I traveled to Texas, I had him on a leash. He's a service animal. He's working, and I had a PK9, who's good supporters of this show, which is Police Canine Association. Oh, and nice. on the back, it has K9 huge. Yeah. No mask at LAX. No mask at Houston. And people literally just probably assumed I had a training bomb dog for the NSA, and nobody gave me a. I need to do that. I think I'm going to start presenting myself that way. It was amazing. Oh, this is a great idea. Yeah. Or they have. All you got to do go to pk9association.com. Not to. I've had people think I was an air marshal before. Me and Doc, my guitar player, we were flying to Germany, (laughs) and some lady was like. I know your air marshals were yeah. like she did. Yeah. <laughs> we're like what? And you just kind of like, like there's no way you guys would be in first <laughs> class. I'm like that's so <laughs> racist. racist. <laughs> oh my god, this lady. People are so I'm like holy racist. shit. I'm like, but that's the thing. I'm like, lady. I'm like, you know, you guys. It's very subtle. Yeah. It's very oh subtle. There's two different kinds. There's like that's you like know. oh, do you have a white aunt? Did she pay for this for you? That's very yeah, kind yeah. of her. I'm like oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so, so it's um, so bizarre. So all right, before we get out of here, so uh, Friday and Saturday you attended the Trump rally through Beverly Hills, through West Hollywood. Yes. Um, is that the prime? I mean, is that one route, or is it like meet in Beverly Hills, do some shit, get in a car, drive? Well, the Beverly Hills Rally, which is every Saturday, and they're going to do it again next Saturday. So if you're listening, if you're in the L.A. area, please come out. You want, Edward, the you want Edward's autograph. Trump that's train. what he'll be. Um, So they do it every Saturday. I think it starts like at 3 p.m. But that is hosted right there in like the Beverly Hills. What in is the, it called? It's the Beverly Hills Park. Like it's across that, the, the street from City Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's Rodan, a big famous Rodan. sign. Yeah, right. yeah. And then um, so they'll meet there. They congregate. And then they like, I think we hang out for like a couple hours. And then they start marching like through Rodeo Drive, I believe we go all the way around <laughs> they did it twice um so yeah that that's pretty cool and it's been growing the first time i went was like i think a couple months ago for walk away and since then i was so surprised like there were so many people there so mm-hmm. many more people and how was blexit blexit was in dc badass. like what was the turnout the turnout was really good i again like i'm not good at like n- guessing numbers of how many people were there but there were a lot of people and um of course like no mainstream media was covering it like yeah. telemundo was there but they were there shout pu- out to telemundo no they were pushing their agenda i passed by them and oh, really? i could hear them like asking questions in spanish and they were basically like you know why is trump hosting something if he he just had covid because that was his first appearance that he had did after being you know yeah, yeah. after being clear of it and so they were like pushing their agenda, making people, you know, feel bad and just like just pushing their ag- agenda or whatever. But it was it was cool. Yeah. I'm Blexit curious. To see, know. that's the thing. You can't put somebody like me on camera and ask me that because I'll just be like, oh, I have COVID, too. They'll literally tackle you. Some people are like, <laughs> I mean, that's like almost considered assault and battery if you do that today, if you sneeze on somebody. Not on purpose. Not if it's an accident. But But, the West Hollywood one. Right. So when you went through West Hollywood and, you know, you put posts up that was like gays for Trump and walking through and you guys yelling everything. What was the response to that? Like what people mean? People were people. Was there any violence of any sort towards you guys? or? So uh, I thought I expected the because, like I said, the LGBT left is probably like the most like nasty and mean with me but surprisingly i feel that just the ones that the very few that were like very tipsy and drunk were kind of like yelling at us but for the most part everybody looked a little bipartisan curious like they were like you know like they were just like quiet staring at us but they they were they were quiet about it like they were cool they didn't really say anything hmm. like they looked curious and kind of like shocked i would say because we had the lgbt flags we had a drag queen uh, with us so I think it was just like a yes, yes. <laughs> no, I think, <laughs> I think they, were, they were a little I'm shook. Just, I'm shout, out to, shout out to Bingo Night at Hamburger Mary's. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who is that? Is that a drag? It's queen? A, yeah, yeah, they it's do like, like drag, drag queen, queen bingo. Show, yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing. No, but it was yeah, it was it was really cool and it was better than I expected. Like I said, the very few that were nasty were just drunk, you know, and they yeah, weren't even yeah. that. They were just like 
whatever they were flipping off for their camera for the, whatever they were going to post. But for the most part, people were just watching, like a little yeah. curious. Have you had anyone jump into the train, like as you're marching, where people go like, "Yeah, fuck the yeah," and train? they jump in? Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't notice any. Did did they? Yeah. Okay. So I, it's funny that Edward said he's not good with numbers downstairs. I was like, so how many people? And he's like, I don't know. It's probably like ten to twenty thousand. And his husband's like, there's about a hundred people. <laughs> <laughs> he's more numbers. I'm, you know. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah twenty thousand people. It's all good. People. Yeah. I did a comedy show last night, and people were like, how many are there? I'm like, I don't know. Probably about sixty. And it was more like twenty five or thirty. But <laughs> you know. Yeah. It takes I practice. just had to take it in yeah. real quick yeah. and kind of make a guess. I might no, guesstimate I no it, you know? Well, I didn't say 600. You know, I'm not getting crazy, but, you know, come on. I'm six feet. I might say six one once in a while. What the fuck? Are you guys going to go to one before um, election? Yeah, I'll go yeah, next You guys got to go, we'll yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll week, walk yeah. like your bodyguards walking next to you, and you can just talk hell pr- I got the Proud Boys with me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can talk <laughs> hell Did you see the other thing, too? Like, Iran and Russia started emailing people, threatening oh. them as the Proud Boys. Oh, oh yeah! All the Florida voters started getting these hacked they emails. They made. They made. That's that's kind of. They spread the idea that Proud Boys were like violent and vicious, right? That was part uh, of the yeah, agenda, yeah. like that they were but, trying to push. But this is the thing, like, so we did we talk about this yet? The Proud mm. Boys? No, that's, I don't even know what that is. Oh, oh yeah. Really? Okay. No, they're like it. Well, first of all, the pro, they're just like a patriot group of people, and the 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 leaders are. One of the guy, the leader of the LA chapter is African American. The black dude, and the guy, and Cuban. the leader of Portland is is Afro Cuban. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Afro Latino, so okay. he's he's mixed. And and so on, at the second, at the first debate, they were saying denounce the Proud Boys, and I'm like, what? Yeah, and I'm like, that's like saying denounce the G Unit. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, what? yeah, like I'm like, uh, right. do they know that the that Who's these are t- not only white people? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, then I like you look up the Proud Boys. There's like an Asian guy, there's a Hispanic guy. <laughs> it's like, what is <laughs> like, the- yo, they have They're the United Nations of Patriots. They yeah. just they like guns in America, and they they're all up- different. Co- like, <laughs> I love the like- picture you guys took with the. Crossing the like the fucking dirty uh, Harry, yeah. the long barrel uh, yeah. forty four. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, where we had our first date was yeah. there at that. It's he in was LA. like, oh like really? Bad motherfucker. Yeah. When I seen that, I was like, I that's I'd marry it's, him too. It's, <laughs> it's downtown um, LA, uh, LA. Oh, gun that's club? LAX Gun Club. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty badass. Did you there. shoot those or just take a photo with them? No. Well, that that day I didn't. We that's didn't a waste go. of time. Shoot like a nine or something. Those no. are cool to take pictures <laughs> with. They'll blow yeah, your yeah, fucking wrist off. No, those were just props. Those were the oh, props. Because oh, yeah. okay. that's the well, kind no, of gun, no, too. Were, if yeah, you miss, were. you better fucking know karate because it's going to take 25 minutes for that thing to come back down. Oh, yeah, the recoil. But if you do hit, they're going to know. And it's I like a Desert Eagle, too. It's like, yeah, it's, like dude, I went to the, I, I was at the range, maybe, and uh, there was a guy in there shooting a 50, and it's so loud and aggressive for an indoor range. And it's like, hey, dude, oh, what are insane. you doing? Yeah. Go get a rifle or learn how to shoot like a, a gun that you that's realistic to carry. A, a yeah, fucking yeah. Desert Eagle is for rap videos and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, well, was he making a video? No, no he was fucking oh. old. The guy was like 50 something. Bam! Bam! <laughs> and I'm like, bro, bro. He was probably <laughs> angry at his wife or something. <laughs> that like, fucking oh, bro, you, the dishes are done now. <laughs> that's like somebody just goes to Google and goes, what's the highest powered handgun? And it's like Desert Eagle 50 Cal. And you're like, yeah, that's what I'm going to get. And it's like, nah, man. Yeah, li- listen, at least your ex girlfriend's not fucking shooting <laughs> pictures of you at the fucking gun range. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Somebody sent me that, like. Oh, that's what she's doing? That's oh, like yeah, because Zombie is like our big hit song. And uh, so she just goes to the gun range and is like, I'm currently getting a restraining, in the process of getting a restraining order against this woman. <laughs> oh, she I goes heard. to the I gun range. Stories. Yeah, yeah. And she like <laughs> shoots pictures of zombies and then like says weird shit. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, boys. I'm like, this is going to end badly. Yeah, <laughs> restraining order coming. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> And I'll tell you, man, you know, and I told, we'll get out of here and, you know, maybe I'll get into this story uh, at another time. But if you're in a domestic uh, abuse relationship, please reach out and please uh, do something. My neighbor. And uh, leave. Yeah, my neighbor was a young Latino woman uh, dating a young Latino guy, and uh, they broke up. Something happened, and needless to say, he killed her and then killed himself. And this was in the apartment building. Uh, literally that, next literally door. Literally 136 in uh, Koreatown. Uh, I heard that we were home and like literally my my fiance on the ground and me, you know, ready to jump into action. The police were already there and they handled it. Uh, uh, 
in a timely manner, but you know, that's the kind of thing that you don't know when that's going to happen. They mm -hmm. seem like a nice couple. There was never any issues, never yelling or anything. And next thing you know, she's dead and he had broken in and she decided not to press charges mm -hmm. and not to do anything and allowed him to come back. And two days later, he shot her and killed her and shot yeah, himself. Killed so himself yeah. reach out, man, ask for help. But, um, uh, we're gonna get out of here, and uh, it's good, man. It feels good to be back in here. Yeah, it's, it's good to nice. see your face. It's a good show, nice. man. Yeah. Like the energy, the room. Like you guys yeah. got a good show here. I'm gonna miss his room. Me too, man. Why? Uh, what are you, are you guys we, moving? To well, he's yeah. moving to oh, Texas, so yeah. He's not far behind, Dylan. Yeah. So I'm either um, gonna go. I'm either gonna go to Texas or Florida, but I'll fly in, yeah. and then we'll like buddy up on like yeah. we'll do like ten episodes. We'll figure it out. And for like, everybody yeah. that's been messaging me, like. Are you and Tommy over? Is Deviant Gentleman done? It is not. Deviant Gentleman is fully alive. No matter yeah. what happens, we'll still figure it out. The podcast is staying. We're staying. So uh, as long as there wrong. isn't justice, yeah. as long as there <laughs> right. is censorship, yeah, as long as you need, we will tell fighters, the truth before they yeah. come after you guys. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Edward, thank you, man. Thank you for taking the time and driving down both of you guys for coming out. And uh, you know, we really appreciate it. And just keep doing what you're doing, dude. Please, because it's very Same informative, and, and I think it helps. And I I think uh, what you're doing is is really uh, helping a lot of people. So please continue to do that. Um, where you. can the where can the people find you? You guys can find me on Insta, just all the major platforms. Uh, you know, before I'm deleted, you can find me. I'm Edward X Rami, and then I'm on Parlor as Edward Rami, and then I have a YouTube channel, and you can just search Edward Rami. Yeah, and I'll put all the links in this episode at the bottom. So just go down and click on the links if you want to find Edward. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Shane.Vitco. Uh, you can find Tommy at Tommy Vexor on Instagram at DeviantGentleman. Um, mm -hmm. uh, YouTube is the Deviant, uh, not the, it's just Deviant Gentleman Podcast. You have to type the whole thing out. Um, Facebook, Shadow Instagram, man. all the stuff. But uh, all the links will be in the episode. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Be safe. Be good to each other. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.